You're listening to the Debut Collective Podcast. I'm Safina. And I'm Erin. We're the co-founders of the Debut Collective. We're having real conversations about what it means to be a working mom in the world today. We're sharing new ideas, perspectives, and stories that matter because moms matter. And maybe, just maybe, this will make our collective journey a little bit easier and a lot more fun. We are talking to Anika Chabra. Anika is founder of The Root and Seed, and we are so excited to have her. Anika and her co-founder, Jen, are daughters of first-generation immigrants who grew up with unique experiences and mixed feelings about their family's cultural heritage. Like so many children of immigrants who came to North America in the 70s and 80s, Anika and her co-founder, Jen, grew to have families of their own, and they're now charged with bestowing these traditions upon their children. Root and Seed is on a mission to bring together fellow tradition seekers to claim, honor, document, and celebrate their culture, and let it live on in their words, thoughts, actions, experiences for generations to come. Welcome to the debut, Anika. We've already been talking about the myriad ways that you can use this important platform that you've designed. So we're so delighted that you're here to, to learn more. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Let's start from the beginning. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what inspired you to start Root and Seed? Absolutely. It's the funniest question. It's like the thing that could go on and on and on forever at at my age, I feel. So I am somebody who was in the corporate world for about two decades. Um, In my personal life, I'm a mom. um, I'm a wife. I have two beautiful children who are about to uh, kind of flock the nest and go off to university and get into higher uh, education. So that's pretty exciting. Um, And a couple of years ago, about 18 months ago, I left the corporate world uh, and I really wanted to do something entrepreneurial. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. Um, And so what I did was I took a bit of a pause. This was like five or six months after COVID started. Uh, So I left corporate world. I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do. I started to think about things like, you know, starting an agency or doing some consulting because I was in advertising. And I realized a couple things. I was okay at my job. I wasn't really that good. I was good. You know, I made my way to a VP level, but it's not like I, it was something that I really loved doing every day. I also realized that I, I didn't think the world needed another ad agency. I really didn't. I didn't think that, you know, I just think there's so many great ones out there with so many great teams. And I happened to have worked at one of the best agencies when I left. So I was like, I don't even know how I could top that. So I kind of parked that and put that on the shelf. And then I took some time and started to work on myself. I really started to do things like mindset work and try to determine, you know, what are my desires? What is, what are my strengths? What do I double down on? You know, what, what has happened in my life that I can really use as fuel and experience to help the world be a better place and for humans to be better people. And so I did a lot of soul searching, a lot of stuff that happens in your mid forties. I started to think about the things I did well and what I really love to do. And I started to uncover things I used to do when I was younger. I love stories. I took history in school, but then like I really didn't do ever anything with it. I went to teacher's college again, but I didn't really do a lot with it until later in my life when I started teaching in college. But I stitched together this idea of really helping people to storytell their own story through the lens of things like family and culture and heritage. Um, 
And the other like really important thing that happened in my life was my mom uh, passed away very suddenly about three years ago. And it was, you know, just in a weekend, I was speaking to her on the Friday and then she was gone on the Sunday. And that, as you can only imagine, was incredibly uh, dramatic. It was very profound. It was a massive, you know, a massive event in my life. And it really changed the trajectory of my life uh, as it related to things like values and priorities mm -hmm. and where I want to spend my time and what I want to do and what my legacy uh, is now that I, you know, sort of saw my mom do so much in the world. I was kind of inspired. Um, but with her passing, went all these incredible stories because she died suddenly i didn't get the chance to ask her so many things she had grieved her father he took 45 and i never asked her that question i never said like how did you deal with grief like you just kind of soldiered on and you left india and and you knew my she she met my father within five days and left like she just kind of like looked forward and you know very typically it was an indian arranged marriage and I never got the chance to ask her those questions. And I thought if I could inspire other people to really think about these things, to capture these type of stories, recipes, the meaning behind heirlooms, like all those things and celebrate it in life and not wait till it's too late and not wait till, you know, you're asking somebody to do a memoir or something like that at the end of life. If I could really help people to do that through two ways, through inspiration, but also through a tool, um, then I really feel like I'm living out my life purpose. So what I did was with that like germ of an idea, like it wasn't even fully baked by any means, I called up Jennifer, who is somebody I've worked with very closely in advertising. Uh, we had worked together really, really closely for five years, and she is a fellow mom. What's great about her, actually, and it's not that dissimilar to you, Safina and Aaron, um, she, I, and I know, the, I know that maybe the age gap is not as much, but there's about 10 years difference between the two of us. So her kids are, are quite a bit younger. I think they're nine and 11, but because they're a little bit younger and she's way more digitally savvy, she's, you know, president of a digital agency, she can really fill the gaps in where that's concerned. And I knew whatever I wanted to do and put out into the world needed to help harness the power of technology to really be able to capture these stories. Like there's just the, the possibility is limitless um, if you really harness technology and, and digital for good. So I called her um, and interestingly, she was going through her own um, sort of journey, if you will, and moment of pause. So for her, she is, um, half Thai and half North American. She's from Boston, so American. And 10 years ago when she married her husband, um, she converted to Judaism. And now her children are suddenly getting to the age where they're asking questions like, how come we don't celebrate Lunar New Year? And I know we do a lot of the Jewish holidays, but you know, they are asking some of those questions. And so for the first time, you know, Jen, uh, she grew up in a household that assimilated. Her father adopted, even though he was Thai, he adopted uh, very much the Boston Irish, 
you know, persona, if you will. And um, so she didn't actually have all of those answers for her children. So in many ways, she's learning with her child uh, and her children, which is really cool. Um, So anyway, we connected over a shared love and interest of wanting to uh, write our family stories and understand our stories uh, more deeply from that perspective. Um, And then we birthed Root and Seed. I'm a first generation Canadian too, so I can hear so much of my story in what you describe of Jen, where I used to say that we did the Hallmark holidays where <laughs> and didn't really celebrate a lot of the Hindu holidays unless we were visiting other family. Yeah, yeah totally. And that's, yeah, that's exa- exactly. And it, you know, I actually think that she's more representative and so are you of the future. I think we're all going to be shades of beige at some point. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> I find as you're sharing your story, there's so many parallels between Root and Seed and how it was created and also the debut, because I think um, personally for myself, I think a lot of it was inspired by seeing how my mom worked and like the things that she had challenges with and and successes with in her own upbringing and then being a mother herself and then taking it one step further and looking at my grandma and and the same challenges that she had. And I think we don't often take the time to sit back and look at those connections between each generation and see how we're so shaped by them until it's almost too late in a sense. So it's so beautiful that it's an opportunity to celebrate it so often. And I just love it. I just love the idea of it. I love that thought. It's funny because my daughter just graduated last week. I've been really reflective, right? I've really been thinking about, you know, when I went to university and how my mom felt and actually how our um, experiences were actually quite different, right? Because she was in India and she didn't have a lot of privilege. She was in a very kind of poor home. And, um, you know, for her, it was like getting the education to be able to get out of the country, to be able to like set up up and be in North America and have a better life for future generations. That's what was keeping up her up at night. And then I look at my daughter and I, and we actually have very similar experiences now, right? So it's interesting, like I went to Western and she's going to the States, but it's like very similar as far as like, I'm helping her understand how to get ready for residence. And, you know, I did that too. And so it's just interesting to think about, to your point, Erin, like your grandmother's generation and then your mom's generation, then you, and then now your children and how that's going to be similar and or different. And listen, I'm not trying to downplay. I'm sure my daughter has a lot of things that she needs to deal with. Um, There's a lot of societal things that they have to deal with that we didn't have to deal with. Um, But there is not like the hardship, um, particularly that there was with the immigrant experience. So I find that a really fascinating thing to, to reflect on during this like major milestone in my life. We support moms through their maternity journey and beyond. And one of the best parts of our job is learning about the unique tools that could help moms along the way. So talk to us about how families can use Root and Seed to capture these special moments and share their family history. So I love this question. Um, And it's funny because I remember us talking about how we didn't, or I certainly didn't see the connection point until we just started talking about it. Um, one of the really cool things that we've learned through our research, because we did a ton of research before we launched, was that there's often something called a bit of a culture spark. 
great a time, you know, you maybe have brought up early on, you were sort of exposed to culture, then maybe it was um, something that you maybe grappled with, like, you know, we all sort of a lot of us grew up in like the 80s and 90s. And there was it was a hard time to be uh, somebody from a minority group or and more of a cultural group. Uh, There's so much, you know, racism and marginalization and microaggressions that would happen. Being othered, that's exactly the word. And sometimes there's milestones in your life. And it could be as early as, you know, you go to university and you see your people. We had somebody on our podcast say, like, she walked into the Chinese Cultural Center at York University and she's like, I found my people. Like, oh, like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, and then she, that's where she started to connect with people from her background. Um, and then one of the most interesting ones that we've been hearing about is actually when you have children. So that's a massive culture spark. That's like suddenly you're looking in the eyes of a child who knows nothing uh, with so much potential. And you start to wonder um, what do you want them to take forward and what do you want them potentially not to take forward, uh, depending upon how you want to expose them. And um, one of our inspirations early on was Mindy Kaling. I think I'm saying her name right, Mindy Kaling, yeah. And she wrote this book called Kind of Hindu. Awesome book, really short. I think it's on Amazon Audio, like it's super short. I love her so much. Oh. She's so great. She's, she's like, she's yeah. like our company brand persona or something like that. I think we ended <laughs> up that. attaching to her. She's amazing. Um, and what she said in the book, so she goes through and you'll know this, Safina, but like the haircutting ceremony, right? So she goes through that process with her daughter and she actually talks about like the, when she looks into her eyes and she was like, I want her to understand that she is part of something bigger than just us um, and connect with people who look like her, who like, you know, have done and been through some of the similar experiences uh, that she, you know, maybe will not have as a, you know, somebody who lives in LA. Um, but really understand where she's rooted from. And so that's why she decided and, and proclaimed in her book that she's going to raise her daughter as kind of Hindu, which I love because it's like, she's not gonna be able to tell her all the things and she's not gonna tell her why she's doing, for instance, the hair cutting ceremony where you're you know, shaving the head. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a funny scene in the, in, the, in the book where she speaks about like how she had to get like a hairdresser and only getting a hairdresser in LA is like actually hilarious. And anyway, all the things that she had to do, she ended up not getting a priest. I think she got like a hairdresser. Anyway, point is, is that I do think having children really um, starts to, it's a bit of a point where you start to evaluate things. And I think one of those things is what is my connection with my family? I think family bonds have the potential to be strengthened at that time. Um, it's definitely a trying time. I'm not trying to like paint this with like some really positive brush that it, it, you know, I know, I know for a fact, I know from experience that it can be times where, you know, you can have a lot of um, conflict with some immediate family and extended family, but it's a really cool time to start reflecting on what you want your children to take forward. Um, and you start to own your culture in some ways at that point too, right? Where you're sort of like, I am now responsible to potentially answer some questions. Yeah, well, as a parent, you have right? that responsibility to shepherd and yeah. guide, right? Right. And answer some of those questions. And, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to rely on grandparents, but if grandparents are not around, if they're not physically around where you are, because I've got lots of friends who've moved all over the world, the onus is on, on us now with, with, as parents, as mothers, as fathers, um, to at least expose our children to those things. Um, 
And so that's why I think that's really interesting for your audience, right? What our application will do, and I'll talk to you about it in a moment, but what it helps to do is it helps you to sort of bring up some topics that you might not be thinking about every day, helps you to document it through conversations, and then you can decide what you want to bring forward. doesn't mean you need to like expose your children to everything if it doesn't align with your present day values, but it's almost like if you don't know, you don't know, right? So it's 100%. like- know, find out, dig deeper, document, and then make a decision. Well, and we love that so much. And just the idea um, as well of being able to capture almost like a digital baby scrapbook for your children in the future or whomever in the family, right? So it's like being able to share that real time as well, I think is so cool. Yeah. And we love the idea of having it in the voices of the elders too, right? So that Mm -hmm. like, who knows when it comes to grandparents that, you know, we don't know how long they're going to be around and we don't know what could happen. So it's actually very precious. I have this beautiful recording, which of course I've now uploaded to my app through a bit of a hack. It's a play between my mom and my daughter, like 2012 Diwali. So grandmother and granddaughter, they did about the meaning of Diwali. And my mom was a principal, right? So of course she would bring out all these things when we would always celebrate stuff. And it was like, it's a very cute interaction between the two of them. And they're talking about the story of Diwali and they're talking about all the gods and goddesses are behind and the story of why Diwali existed. And also at the end, they start to talk about um, the connection to just morals and values and things like that, which help people like of Arya's generation, my daughter's generation, really understand why we're even doing any of these things. It, it's not mythology only. It is connecting to real life, being a really great human and family member. It's one of my most precious uh, pieces of video that I, like I said, I've uploaded to my app through a little hack. And it's something I'll cherish forever. And I hope she will. Yeah. Sounds so special. I would kill to hear something like that in my grandfather's voice. And yeah. Wow. That's so good. I have old voicemails from my dad, but at one point, one of them deleted and I was just gutted. gutted. I have to tell you, like Jen and I were so particular about privacy. So we Mm. spent more money on lawyers than a startup of our stage and a security. For that very reason, we were like, if somebody records this beautiful story on our app and it it's lost, we would be so devastated. Can you tell us a little bit more about how it works? Like, how do you make it easy for families to collect all of this? For sure. So we did, a t- like I was saying earlier, we did a ton of research to help understand what would be the most useful thing for people. And one of the things we realized through our research was that Um, When people want to understand their family story, one of the most searched things on Google, we did a whole keyword analysis, was what should I ask my family when I'm starting to understand my story? So we realized that the first thing that people want are ideas for what they could ask. Don't forget, we're talking to people who might have very complex um, stories. It may be a lot of um, pain and trauma. 
from rehashing some of those stories. And so you want to have a certain way of asking questions so that you're brokering the conversation, you're easing into the conversation. So we, we have especially designed our application um, to have main questions and then something called dig deeper questions. And that's actually one of the differentiators that we have um, for our platform where you ask a main question and sometimes you get a like, I don't know, oh, some, you know, I don't know what food I used to like or whatever uh, the, the answer is. And what's nice about the dig deeper questions, imagine it's almost like a conversation tool, like narrative where it's like, if that per person doesn't answer that question, you can skip on to the next one, but you're still thematically in the same chapter or theme. Um, and so how it works is there's two entry points. Um, the first would be if you, it's a child who's asking an elder or an adult a question. So we have a series of questions that are um, especially designed for children. They're a little bit more playful. Uh, maybe not so much technical language, those sort of things. We stay away from some of maybe the, the harder topics with uh, some of the kid questions. And then we have adult to adult conversations. So once you've decided what your entry point is, you're served up questions. Um, you're served up that main question and then the dig deeper questions. And then you can record right in the application as well as you can add text and a title. And you can do that, you know, if you want to ask this, the, your immigration story of all your aunts and uncles, you can do that as many times as you want. It is then saved in your private library, and then you can download it and uh, do what you want with it, which means you can share it with people or you can have it, um, you know, in, for safekeeping in other files. Sometimes people use it and they add images to it. That's going to be something, a future state for our application for sure. And what's great about it, or you can just keep it in your library and it's just like a repository of all that, all that information. Um, the other thing and the other way we do make it easy for people, and this was, this was very choiceful, was it's not actually an app in the App Store. It is a web app, which means that it's very, very low barrier. You don't have to download it. You literally just go to a website URL and you sign up on your account. It's just as secure, um, but you don't have to go through the hoops of um, having an application or paying for an application. Um, it is something that's really accessible. Um, and the last thing that I think is going to be particularly exciting for your community is we've optimized it for to be on uh, mobile and tablet. So it's not a cumbersome, you know, interface on a, on a desktop. It is actually literally like cards that are served up on your phone, which help for just natural conversations. Like, you know, sometimes you might be like, you know, two or three generations sitting around a table and you don't want to disrupt it by, by sort of announcing, oh my gosh, guys, we're documenting our family story. Like everybody like look good and, you know, make sure you have all the answers right. What's great about it is uh, we've actually realized again through our research that um, having it be audio only allows people to just be in their sweats or in their great gear, whatever you have and whatever you're doing, um, and allows you to speak a lot more freely if it's just your voice. So those are the ways that we really make it inviting and easy um, for people to use our um, app right now. I love the idea of getting children involved too, because I think that that helps create that curiosity and foster that curiosity and that memory around like how that's captured. So, so cool. It's and their cool. little voices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. And one of the things we, again, through research, we realized is that 
children are the best icebreakers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, how can you say no to like an adorable face who's like, what's our immigration story? And it's like, of course, I'm going to tell you all the things. Um, so I know the conversations that my children had with my mom and now still do with my, my dad. It's just, it's so precious. And uh, I think you know, I think my parents' generation didn't necessarily want to burden us with some stuff, some of the information, but for the children and the grandchildren, it's almost like you're just providing them rich stories and they're one step removed. So it kind of alleviates that burden and that pressure that I feel like that generation may have felt like they were placing on us. Yeah, it's not, their, it's not our stuff. Yeah. Like we're, we're one step removed. We're there one yeah. step removed from it, right? They and it are. almost warms them up for for the, some of the tougher questions too. It does. And yeah. I sometimes wonder, like, I think my dad thinks I'm a little crazy because he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? He's like, you know, keep the past in the past. Like his generation is like, keep the past in the past, look forward. Like I was talking about my mom's spirit. Like she was like, get me out of here. I need to leave. I need to go to North America. I need to have a better life for my children and, you know, for future generations. So that was her, you know, laser focused. You know, my dad less so he had less definitely less trauma growing up and stuff like that but he stills like why are you like rehashing stuff and i think what's interesting and cool about our generation is we want to know all the stories right mm -hmm. we want to understand the sentimentality behind this heirloom or this book or why we do the things that we do we don't we're not going to blindly follow stuff just because other people are telling us to do it and so what's interesting about our platform and all the other beautiful cultural platforms that are out there it helps people to really get in contact with their culture for sure but it also helps them to answer the questions of why are we doing the things that we're doing we talk about our enemy our, our enemy is the loss of tradition right it's just the idea that if we don't do something as a generation and that generation passes we're not sure that all those beautiful traditions will survive and so that pains us every single day. And as long as we're solving for that, then we are, we know we're moving in the right direction. Anika, tell us how can busy moms fit root and seed into their life and make this a really powerful tool for them when they've got so much on the go already? That's a great question. Um, one of the great things about our application is it is a web app. So you don't have to download anything. You can literally access it with a username and a password, and we don't ask you anything else. In fact, one of our tenants of our platform is not to ask uh, people to check boxes, right? It's because, you know, to our point early on, there's so much diversity of, even in your case, Safina, your Hallmark holidays and the Hindu holidays and, you know, all the holidays, it just became becomes who Safina is. So we're actually not asking you to, to proclaim anything in the beginning. So the onboarding is super simple. So people literally can go to the website and put in their username and password and will be able to access the application right away. Because it's on a phone, um, it really allows people to do it. I mean, we always have our phones with us, which is great. So whenever the moment strikes, you can literally bring it out and absolutely ask the questions. The last time I used it was in February. I was with my father and we were sitting on a swing it was adorable in his backyard in Phoenix, Arizona. And he's not the type of person who, um, if I give him a laundry list of questions, he'll answer these things. But organically, I said to him, hey, dad, 
I want to know a little bit more about what our last name means. You know, when I look it up on the internet, I sort of get, you know, the internet and Google's answer. But what's great about it was I was able to actually just open up the application, put it in between my dad and I. And we, the other great thing was that we were both facing forward. So it wasn't an interview by any means. I don't know. Mm. Some of the most meaningful conversations between generations happen in things, places like cars, because you're not staring <laughs> at each other. Like my son and I connect all the time. My 15 year old son and I connect you know, because we're looking at the dashboard together, not, not at each other's faces. Um, and so the fact that it is mobile first is really, really conducive to just organic conversations. You know, moms are busy, like they just, you know, we're not asking them to do one more thing. And to be honest, we're also not trying to make archivists or historians out of people right? This is a part of your life. This is not your entire life. It's not like you're going to go write a family memoir of all the things and all the people in your life. Some people might, and that's amazing. That's great. They should continue doing that. And we love those people in the world. But I don't know about you guys. This is a part of my life and understanding that story is really, really important to me, but I want it to be easy and I want it to be in the moment. And I want to be able to do it without too many hoops and barriers. And so that's why our experience is so at this point inviting and really kind of easy uh, for people to be able to access um, so that you don't feel like you need a PhD in anthropology to understand your family story. <laughs> that's so well put. So it's turnkey. Yeah. Have your conversation and turn the record button on. Exactly. I'm signing up right after this. <laughs> I love it. Immediately. Well, it's poignant right now too, because I'm so close to having a baby and my mom, um, it, for my first, she like kind of just moved in with us for the first month and we had like such amazing conversations. So it's such like a special time to maybe capture some of those moments. So. I'm so excited to try it out. This is, this is so exciting. That's culture a great part. Yeah, that's your culture spark. <laughs> yes, so good. I love that you have a name for it now. Yeah. <laughs> so true. The last thing I'm gonna say is, you know, as, as, as much as I say that we're inviting to different cultures, like everybody has a culture. Right. And I don't mean it that you have to be from a minority group in order to actually feel like you do. But sometimes you actually don't even know that you have one that's worth documenting. You think your family story is like like I thought my family story was like every other, you know, South Asian family that came from India. They went to England, then they came to Toronto. That's like thousands and thousands and thousands of people have done that over the years. But when you really dig deeper and you really ask the questions, then you really see the intricacies and the uniqueness of family stories. So Aaron, when you're talking, I'm like, I'm sure there are some beautiful stories that um, that you haven't uncovered yet, even though you have, this sounds like a really beautiful relationship with your mom. Um, but actually one of our users said it best um, was after uh, she used her application, she said, uh, my dad used to tell us the same five stories over and over and over and over again. And what this experience and platform has allowed us to do is for me to now have 500 questions that I know answers to and stories to versus that same story <laughs> that he always would tell at family reunions. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> I can relate to that too, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. If I have to hear the same story about how my dad's younger brother wore sw a swimsuit that it was, was his father's and then went into the Indian Ocean and the swimsuit fell and he was so embarrassed that it fell that he yelled shark and everybody left the, the beach. <laughs> I've heard that story 
a hundred times. It's oh. a lovely story. It's beautiful, but it doesn't help me understand myself better or my identity. Mm. It's a very sweet story. I'm not, I'm not going to discount it. You can see how it would stick out in your dad's mind though. Yes, totally. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, we're not going to be re-recording over that one. We're going to definitely keep yeah. that one. <laughs> Anika, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Awesome. So anyone can get in touch with us at any time. Our Instagram and all actually all of our social media handles are uh, root and seed co. So co at the end. Um, our website is rootandseed.com and you can send an email to hello at rootandseed.com. Um, and it would be lovely to connect with, with anyone. One of the things, not only are we trying to build up our application and have people actually use it and give us feedback on, on the usage of it, um, as we evolve the the product and make it more robust. Uh, but if people want to share their own personal stories, um, we're always looking for people to share their stories, whether it's even a quote or a short story or be a, in a community spotlight. Um, you can always reach out to us for, for that reason as well. We just love stories. Thank you so much, Anika. And I think it would be such a great gift to give a new mama to it share this tool with them so they could start right away and sharing this stuff as they begin their new family so so amazing this was such a great conversation thank you so much for joining us and we really appreciate you to making the time thank you guys so much and i love everything you're doing it is so incredibly needed if you were around when i had my children it wouldn't have been as painful i love the community that you're building and keep doing everything that both of you are doing Thank you so much, Anika. Thanks so much for coming and the kind words. You can connect with us at thedebut.com or on Instagram or LinkedIn at thedebut.co. Thanks for joining us. 